Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. That'd be lame as shit. Why would you and me, we have a fucking commune together when I'm gonna fucking buy food off you? What's the goddamn point of having like this anarcho-communist fucking commune if I still gotta use fucking money? Jesus Christ, Tim, what is wrong with you? Go through all the trouble of starting a fucking commune and you put money in it? Get out of here. You're going to have no chocolate chips in your flour cookies. Philanthropy exists to launder the reputations of the rich. Yeah, it's true. I've been seeing a lot of that shit on Facebook lately. Um, and just in general, like, that, that, that that's effectively it. Yeah, that's uh, it's a nice little... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, let's imagine a world in which corporations didn't have these foundations. They were funneling millions of their tax dollars through in order to not have to pay taxes, in order to increase their reputation. Like, no one has anything nice to say about Bill fucking Gates except for the fact that he spends all this money on philanthropy if it wasn't for that we would have guillotined him years ago you know oh, without I mean? a doubt it's like you know it's, it, also... it's the only somewhat saving grace and even then it's all just a it's all just a um a thin veil yeah that that launders the, the it launders the money wealth. because mm-hmm. i can't remember mm-hmm. what it is but basically um fuck there's a there's a great series on youtube i'd have to go find it again where's this guy who works in the uh non-profit industry but is also mm-hmm. a lefty and he basically goes through and explains the uh problems with non-profits and uh how they are basically um cornerstones of the status quo how yeah. Uh, effectively, nonprofits function uh, to guide uh, grassroots efforts. So, while grassroots efforts could be used as a means to, you know, form new political parties or uh, try to uh, threaten the status quo, instead, grassroots are often funded by foundations such as the Ford Foundation or the Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or other foundations. That uh, once they, you know, pump this huge amount of money into it, they can kind of control the direction of the Grassroots Foundation. And, you know, if the uh, Grassroots Foundation does things that the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or Ford Foundation doesn't like, they can just pull their money out from under them and then they're up shit's creek without a paddle. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's especially harmful to those um uh those philanthropic endeavors that rely explicitly on those types of donations yeah uh and i think a, a lot of instances I, I would imagine that that's some of their largest amount of of revenue so you would kind of base your entire model at least in terms of resource acquisition so that you could do whatever you know supposed good yeah on the fact that these people are giving you money, and if at one point or another they're like, "Yeah, this this issue is not hot button enough," yeah. uh, I'm not I'm not receiving the type of political clout that I'd like to to be able to deter people from 
still being critical of what I'm doing. Exactly. Which, which is kind of a scary thought in and of itself. I, I've been reading Conquest of Bread lately. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, and, and it's it's no it's nothing unique to Kropotkin's work. Uh, a, a lot of lefties would say that in order to move from the state that we are currently in right now, <laughs> state, uh, <laughs> to one without one or one without capitalism, it's going to be a very difficult transitionary phase because of how all of these, I think we discussed it a little bit in the previous episode, you know, how all of these infrastructures are very deeply enmeshed into the idea of uh, capitalistic uh, donation. Yeah. And as soon as that, that goes out the window, it's like, okay, so, oh, what'd you send me here? You, oh, that's the thing that talks about Bill Gates and him being a trash human and all the other videos on that side as well, too. He also has a series. Like, basically, he was making a series on the issues with nonprofits. And mm-hmm. uh, Bill Did Gates... You, is this the one you sent me? A, I think I might oh, have watched Oh, yeah, this I probably one. have sent this already. But you didn't fucking watch it. No, no, I, I think no, I did. I did no, I'm sending it again because you didn't watch it. I did totally watch it. I, t- I totally watched it. And in fact, I think Bill Gates is an endless supply of content for people that want to criticize billionaires. He's yep. a perfect example of this person who, at a superficial glance, looks great. Uh, you know, except for this glaring issue that he's ridiculously wealthy. All yep. it takes is a, just a little bit of digging. And asking yourself, how is it that he someone so like wealthy. this comes to be so yeah. ostensibly wealthy? How, how does how does any person manage that amount of wealth? It is obscene. Yeah, is ostentatious. Well, so and in there it talks about how so a foundation specifically, I can't remember the percentage, but basically as long as you give away like X percent of your foundation's money, the rest mm-hmm. of the money in the foundation is tax free. It's yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. like it's a way to launder money. It's like okay, Blew. so I have all these stocks in here, and these stocks mm-hmm. are are going to continue to gain value with dividends and just with the stock market going up in a general sense. And as long as I give away X percent of the assets in here, it can continue to grow, and I can act like I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. While in reality, I'm just laundering money through this foundation. So you're not even really giving anything away. Like if you give away 5% of mm-hmm. your stocks out of a foundation and the foundation grows by 8% based on the assets you have put in there, you've gained 3%. You've given away nothing. You've lost the, nothing. The function of that is just so that people don't get so ridiculously upset by the fact that they're retaining all of this wealth and you know subsisting exactly. off of it tax-free and so on and so forth while everyone else is struggling to pay their taxes and exactly. make sure that they're fed and have all their needs met or just in general have a survivable and enjoyable quality of life. Yeah. While someone like this exists and is engaging in philanthropic endeavors just to maintain uh, a, a positive social image. Exactly. Like, because they wouldn't do it otherwise, obviously. Oh, obviously. I mean, and even then, it's like if if it did cut into, I mean, like you and I, for example, uh, like we we don't, uh, especially in our earlier episodes, we would rag on homeless people, <laughs> and I think for good reason. 
you know, because they we, we weren't is, as much ragging on homeless people as we were ragging ragging on the 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 fact that homelessness is a major issue. The fact exactly. that we're a first world nation. There's a difference there. And, and there is an expectation that even though you and I are working class peoples or or bridging on middle class peoples, we're still expected to be the band aid that is once in a blue moon giving something to a homeless person, whether it be a meal, whether it be actual monetary resources, and we are effectively supposed to ignore all of the other infrastructures that are producing something like homelessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't that we were like, oh, I fucking hate homeless people. It's like, we were digging into it a little bit more than that. It was just like, well, why does it always fall to the working class to get everything fucking done and yet, there's all of this resource. There's there's all of this um, all of all of this good that can come from an infrastructure that has been built over at, at least the last couple hundred years, and especially since the industrial revolution, that allows people to have so much free time and such a quality of life. If only it wasn't being bogarted by the fucking capitalist class. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. You know, you God can't you, you can't eat human rights, uh, so uh, they can go, go fuck yeah. themselves. Yeah, the four-hour workday, man. That was a. Have we talked about that in a previous episode? Uh, how like there were a, there was a big push for the four-hour workday pre World War II, and then once World War II came in, and everybody pretty much patriotically filled the workplaces. You know, women included. I mean, hence like, uh, you yeah. know, a lot of feminist movements that kind of spurred off of that. Um, that uh, it, people just kind of forgot about it, and it, it it got lost in the weeds. But nonetheless, like I, I think I think we're kind of turning that way again. Um, and if it if it wasn't in the '60s that that uh, the civil rights movement, and it wasn't in the '70s that you had countercultural movements, and it wasn't in the uh, the early aughts that uh, people were decrying uh, the use of uh w- w- what would it be called villainizing language uh terrorist um uh you know anti-american groups uh you, just just more patriotic nationalistic lingo to invade other countries uh I mean, we're still people... using that i mean the democrats and republicans are still mm-hmm. using that same language i mean there's some democrats yeah. in the house and senate that their biggest critique of trump is they didn't they didn't coup Venezuela good enough that if we had a Democrat <laughs> president, we would have cooed Venezuela better. <laughs> that their biggest criticism of Trump is that he said too many nice words to Kim Jong-un. You know? Fantastic. I mean, <laughs> I hate everything. Mm-hmm. Me too, man. Uh, it's good that we're able to discuss Democrats in the same light that we are as Republicans, so at least some of our listeners that might not have been exposed to the fact that there is something other than a liberal and conservative political skew, that moving outside of that Overton window gives you all kinds of possibilities for other ideologies and research and methods of thinking and processes of understanding – well, I mean, the 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 climate change uh, platform for for Biden is that the year 2050 will be carbon neutral or some shit. So uh, effectively promising nothing, considering a presidential term's only four years. If you're promising yeah. to do something 30 years from now, 
about an issue during your four-year term. You're effectively promising nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you can't get it done in your terms so that we can hold you accountable for the fact that it's yeah. not getting done, then who gives a shit? Like, you're exactly. going to claim, like, look what I did 50 years later if it does happen yeah, to magically come true. Yeah, it makes zero fucking sense. And yeah. the, 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 the few, the one concrete thing they had in their goddamn fucking... Uh, whatever proposals of bills and shit is uh, the stop giving subsidies to the fossil fuel industry. And then they later said they had put that in there by mistake and removed it. That was the only concrete thing they had in there. Uh, so by that alone, you could, you could say that Trump and Biden's uh, climate change proposal plans are exactly the same. So. Hmm. This is, this is so stupid. I, I went to Joe Biden's website, uh, to see what his climate change, his climate plan is. First thing I encounter is this little pop-up. Together we will beat Donald Trump. His platform is beating Donald Trump. Yeah, and that's, that's the has, only thing he has to run on because he doesn't have anything seriously, else. Seriously, he, he doesn't have a platform. And he has these increments of donation amounts in these big red icons, Hopefully. 15 to $2,800. Those, those are the options. It's ridiculous. You got Kamala Harris beside him. It's like looking at him and holding his hand up and pointing at him. They both have masks on. Hey, she wears awkward. Converse. She's cool. Oh wow, she's 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 hip. She's and, with it. And Timberlands. Oh my god. Yeah. So I'm scrolling down. Little little sidebar pops up. Together we can make Donald Trump a one-term president. Donate today. Fifteen, thirty-two dollars, fifty, two hundred and fifty dollars. Why are these weird amounts popping up? I don't know. They're just trying to gauge what they can get you for. What if I hit down? I hit up. I hit down. Oh, my God. There's no X. I can't make it go away. It just goes down, and then it goes back up. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Money-grubbing piece of shit. Yep. Ew. Little, little window up here that has Biden standing beside Obama. That's really his only, that's really his only selling point. That's, that's it. That's all he's got. And even then, it's a pretty right. shitty selling point. <laughs> it, it, it is pretty shitty, and it's like the whole reason why Obama picked Biden, it wasn't because Biden was some civil rights genius, mastermind, peace-loving beatnik. The whole reason why Obama picked Biden was I'm a black guy with a Muslim name. I got to pick the most conservative Democrat. Yeah. In the Congress slash Senate mm -hmm. possible. That's what they always give do. My benefits to show how mm -hmm. moderate and lame I fucking am to get people to, to vote for me. Balance each other out. Although Kamala Harris, she doesn't really have that much different. Yeah, like what, what what platform differences did she have when she was running? So Kamala Harris, as an attorney general, was absolute dog shit. Didn't prosecute Steve Mnuchin for all the horrible shit he did during the housing crisis and everything involved with that. Um, mm -hmm. She kept innocent people in jail, even though there was evidence showing that they were innocent. Uh, she refused the Supreme Court saying that California had too many people in prison and that they had to release them. Um, and the reason why they said they couldn't release them 
is because it would disrupt the labor market of California. She later said that, oh, I didn't know that that's the reason why they went and released them. There was, it was those pesky people that worked under me that were making those arguments in court, but we can file that under the bullshit category. Um, she joked about uh, smoking weed on SNL, even though California is notorious for sending people to jail for smoking weed, even though it's uh, legal medicinally and stuff like that. Um, there's nothing really good to say about her attorney general practice mm -hmm. and basically all the horrible attorney general laws that she was enforcing were the same laws that came into being in 1994 from the 1994 crime bill that Joe Biden was a huge proponent for. And he bragged about the bill saying we, uh, you know, send people for jail and, you know, the death penalty, whatever, for everything except for jaywalking. Um, and, he, and he, yeah. And we all know that the 1994 crime bill is probably one of the worst bills as far as uh, reinflating the whole um, war on drugs campaign mm -hmm. in the United States, which disproportionately affects poor black and brown communities so dog shit he made so, that she re she enforces it and then when kamala harris became a senator she mm -hmm. started voting for a lot of different progressive policies so that's like a thing people say now it's like well look how progressive she is now right including mm -hmm. doing things such as signing on to bernie sanders uh uh, uh medicare for all plan but mm -hmm. now that she is the VP when people go back and ask her about that. It's like, hey, you signed on to these Medicare for All plans. How do you feel about Medicare for All? Even though Joe Biden staunchly opposed to it, and now her response is, oh, well, I signed on to many plans. I support many different things. You know, she mm -hmm. she just goes to be very opaque in the fact that she supports whatever's in vogue at whatever time. So yeah, to call she does her explicitly oppose yeah. Medicare for All. So. It's pretty pretty lame. Yeah. So so we know that she's not really a socialist or, or anything really close to or it. Or progressive or anything. It's just I mm -hmm. say whatever is popular with my constituency at any at whatever point in time best serves yeah. me as a politician. Playing that game. Mm hmm Well, so <laughs> as fun it is as it is to talk about like independent people that are running for office, I like I'm so far insulated from people like that like i mean they can do their thing and they're it's it's gonna affect me regardless it's not like i'm gonna be able to walk up to him and be like oh miss hurst uh, could i have like a little chat with you real quick about some of your policies i think some of these uh, one thing that you said reminded me of um a video i was watching today about a former police officer who was discussing his relationship with the the general public and some of the things that he had been taught uh going through his 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 very limited training and ultimately why he regretted being a police officer at all and how he was kind of paying penance of sorts uh, by creating this video and, and speaking to the general public um but what was it uh what was it that you said in regards to well she was an attorney general she was an attorney general so she had well so we're looking over some of these she's she's against private prisons well, supposedly, supposedly, right, right. 
But even then, it's like it references Elizabeth Warren and her platform views of her. Oh, thank you, honey. Um, it, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't know what exactly you said that remain that made me think of. Uh, keeping uh, innocent people in jail, even though there was evidence otherwise to say they should be released. Um, mm -hmm. War on drugs is disproportionately, disproportionately affecting poor black and brown people. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, 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 war on drugs, 1994 crime bill, Joe Biden... Well, not, I, not I, I'm, I'm making it up. I'm just, I just wanted to talk about this other thing then. Uh, <laughs> I fucking know. Uh, I, I think it was something that to have to do with like these, these folks are so disjointed with how everyday people live their lives oh, yeah. that any policy Absolutely. that they make is is going to appear alien to the average person. Like I'm, I'm looking yep. through some of these things and. I'm not particularly well learned in like I'm I'm certainly not a uh, um I couldn't be a political sports announcer like you Jimmy that that's that's pretty far outside my wheelhouse so I'm I'm looking over some of these and it mentions some uh, projects in particular that I'm just like I don't fucking know about any of that shit like these are like specific government programs that I haven't heard about and even then it's like it's kept pretty minimal it's kept pretty simple it's like why has this got to be so fucking complicated because you gotta you have to means test all of the programs you make sure that only the top percentile of the bottom percentile of the people and the certain bracket of the people are getting help that way you can say your x percentage better than the mm -hmm. other candidate because they don't have the top down whatever percentile program that you're advocating for that that's it that's it so it's it's top down it's always coming from a place of no, so none of none of these people are, are coming from a place of I am trying to eliminate my job, and I would like to institute policies that effectively deconstruct my position. Now there there are some jobs out there that are designed that way, and I really respect some people that engage in them. You know, to whatever extent, as long as they're not being exploited, although they're few and far between. But let's say that there's a CEO of a company out there that is legitimately trying to automize his workplace. Uh, well, that might not be the best word, but effectively uh, allow autonomy amongst the workers, have them be totally democratic in the workplace, and maybe even ultimately own part of the, the company. Mm -hmm. But that being said, someone like Kamala Harris or Joe Biden or, or any of these folks are always going to view their position with this clout of leadership. Kind of like this police officer guy that I was thinking about. There is this inherent disconnect. There were three different items that he wanted to make clear that one, uh, you could be killed at any moment. The first thing that they do when they're institutionalized, institutionalizing these police officers, these young guys that are, are going in and thinking that they're going to help the world. Uh, we hope. I mean, best case scenario. Right, right? Best case Let's scenario. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Do. That's the reason why yeah. police officers. Yeah. They show him a bunch of uh, snuff flicks. They show him video after video of police officers getting brutally murdered, finding themselves in gunfights, uh, getting run over. You know, it's just these these violent things that happen to police officers, and they they constantly drill into them. Expect you the never know when somebody is going to try to take you out because there are a lot of evil people out there, and evil people want to see you dead. So you always have to be on your guard. You always have to be anxious that somebody's going to come over the other side of a hill with a gun and blow your fucking head off. 
always be aware. So, so it puts them on edge. And then once they're on edge, then they start to train them uh, effectively how to be these weapons. I mean, and that is kind of like... That is kind of, yeah, it's a RoboCop thing, which, of course, a lot of folks are going to, like, roll their eyes to that because we've all seen that, you know, that stereotypical, like, fat-ass cop that obviously is not any kind of human weapon outside of the fact that he's got a gun on his hip and he can use it judicially or extrajudicially whenever he feels like. And and so help him in in a legal sense. He thinks he has the authority to do that because the second point, he's the sheepdog, which means by proxy – we're the sheep. Mm-hmm. So there's always this disconnect between them and us. Yeah. And in the instance that a them, a police officer, sees one of us acting out, in order to prevent number one from happening, that everybody's out to get them, he has to make sure he comes down as hard yeah, as possible. Make an example of you. Within his, within his legal limits to deter people from Bro. doing that again in the future. Yeah. It's basically, yeah, they're they're an armed gang trying to maintain street cred. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the saddest thing, man. Dude, they got to make sure they're the biggest, baddest up. boys in town, you know, because if if people find out they're not the biggest, baddest boys, you know, someone someone might try to put them in their place. Yeah. So, um, what's his name? Andy Barr? Uh, fucking... Changed so many times. It's like, uh, is this the guy that I'm talking about? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think so. It's not Andy Barb. Uh, who's the uh, Who's the Attorney General right now? William Barr. Uh, yes. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, he was mentioning the other day about uh, uh suing the state of Washington, um, because of. Julie, what's her face's actions uh, as governor during the the Chaz situation, um, which would be another instance where these kind of these two ideologies kind of mesh. That he is a uh, a a premier representative of the law needs to come down not only hard on the sheep for doing the wrong thing, but also come down on anyone who had the power to be able to quell that uprising and who he sees as uh as as kind of um complicit by allowing it to happen mm-hmm. uh as also being very much in the line of fire of punishment and retribution yeah yeah Mm-mm-mm. yeah how about those Oregon wildfires uh well let me let me check it out. Where where Have are these where the are footage? these? Are you, um perhaps did you send me the video? Oh I've sent you lots of stuff. Everything looks like it's through a red filter. Oh yeah. Uh the the ballpark that you sent me. Well there's or is a few that, that no, I that's... sent you. There's one that's like where everything looks like it's through a red filter, and then there's another one that looks like a fire tornado. That's badass. I mean, it would be badass if it wasn't real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could send it again if it would help be helpful. Oh, I see it. It's terrifying. Yeah. 
Is this due to climate change? Um, there are people that would argue that. Yeah, there are people that would argue. <laughs> <laughs> there are, yeah, people that are smarter than I, that that, that is what they claim, that the... Uh, I, yeah, I can't remember what the statistic was. There was some statistic I was seeing that the number of wildfires in the West Coast is more fire than there's been in the West Coast in the last X many of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember those exact numbers off the top of my head. But uh, I'm sure you could Google it, look up, find the information. And uh, given the fact yeah, that... They... Um, hmm? They claim that uh, through the end of July 2020, 90% of Oregon's wildfires have been caused by humans versus a yearly average of 70%, possibly because of increased outdoor recreation due to COVID-19. Yeah. So I mean, 20% increase, and, and they're still blaming it on just I, average everyday folks having I, campfires? Yeah, I feel like that's just like a very convenient explanation to write off climate change. That, oh no, us as institutions, we don't have to change the way we live our lives. We're mm-hmm. going to blame individuals mm-hmm. for starting, yeah. for having a campfire or whatever. That's the reason why there's all these fires. Not not these big institutional things. No, oh, no, 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 no. It's the individual campers. That's the reason why. Not because we don't have an organized way to fight these fires, because mm-hmm. there's not a financial incentive to have a better organized way to fight these fires. That's not the issue. The issue is individual campers. Yeah, you know I mean? there is a personal responsibility. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oregon can't fight wildfires because its helicopters were sent to Afghanistan. we're so obsessed with like bombing like the global south we can't even like stop wildfires in our own country yeah like pretty bad like i wish i like took more joy in how much we're fucking ourselves over, but it just makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. It's just, you try to blame it on other shit, like the Global South. <laughs> yeah. They did that to us. They hate our freedom. Yeah. It's just, we're just better than them. They hate our freedom we're so much. And they're not. They hate our freedom so much, they made us send our helicopters to them so we couldn't fight our own wildfires. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, that's, that's some. It, it would be karmic, but well, it kind of once, is karmic. Like we said earlier, they're insulated from these types of decisions. They're the 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 alien reptiles that are sitting on their on their high hill. Yeah, and we're all down well, here experiencing exactly. all the terrible shit that's... that go along with being a you yeah. know, working class peoples. Exactly. Like if you watch mainstream news and I mean, you know, MSNBC, CNN, Fox news, whatever, like, and if you just like watch it, like you'll feel like a crazy person. Like you would yeah. think there isn't a disease that's like forcing businesses not to be able to run at the capacity they previously able to. And there's even a poll out now saying that 
46% of Americans are in major financial trouble, but that is something that will like never be quoted or acknowledged or examined in the lens of any of these mainstream networks. Like they are just solely focused on the news of today of Trump up, Biden down, Biden down, Trump up, you know, what's going on here, you know, mm -hmm. just like in their own like la la land without like any connection whatsoever of like what ordinary people's lives look like yeah yeah 950,000 acres burned this year that's a lot destroying several cities and towns mm -mm -mm. yeah i have family in um washington that aren't near any of the actual air quotes danger areas mm -hmm. of you know where there's fires happening but um, they have the uh, worst air quality of the world regardless, just the way the air currents go, and they have to keep all their windows closed at all time for fear of um, destroying their lungs. But where is that at in particular? Uh, northern Washington. In northern Washington. Yeah. Gosh. That yeah. blows. Yeah. I would ask why people live there, but I think we know the answer to that. So. I, I mean, it's <laughs> a beautiful be place. I mean, yeah. it's gorgeous, you know, outside mm -hmm. of uh, wildfires and climate change. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. There is a, an extreme drought uh, going on in a, a lot of, especially the southwestern portion of Oregon. Um, let's see. Severe and moderate. So basically the entire state of Oregon is under drought right now. So that's that was one of the big contributing factors. No, no, no. The contributing factor is people are going camping. No, 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 no. The, that one's bigger. It's a bigger thing. So the, this drought, don't look at that. Just don't look at it. Yeah. Pay no attention to the graph behind the curtain. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. the, the big overarching thing that seems to be a global issue. No, 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 no. Don't pay attention to that. Pay attention to the fact oh. that people went camping. <laughs> There are rumors and misinformation. This is fun. Rumors spread on social media that Antifa activists were deliberately setting fires and preparing to loot property that was oh. being evacuated. Yeah, I, I did Lovely. hear that. I did hear yeah. that in some of the zones where they told people that, to evacuate mm. certain-minded people decided not to evacuate for fear that Antifa would loot all of their belongings. Mm -hmm. One Facebook post shared thousands of times falsely stated, KXL Radio in Portland reported today that firefighters are now being shot by suspected Antifa and BLM members. Oh, yes. You got to dehumanize those motherfuckers so that you can go out and shoot them exactly. with your race war rifles. Yeah. Yeah. QAnon followers, yes, participated in the misinformation. One false claim that six Antifa activists had been arrested for setting fires amplified by Q specifically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is great. Is nice. <laughs> I, um, I, um, I'm in some German subreddits on the Reddit, mm -hmm. and even Germany has had um, anti-mask protest with people having QAnon signs. It's kind of incredible. They've been protesting. The, sorry, say that again. What what happened? 
that there were anti-mask protests in Germany. In Germany? In Germany, and that people within the anti-mask protest had QAnon signs. Oh, lame. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not, it's, I mean, I think it's primarily an American Yeah, I problem, it was localized here. But it's not just American. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's spreading like a good number of other Americanized, pol- or, you know, uh, ideologies are. Like, the Black Lives Matter movement started in the United States and spread all over the world, so you can't can't have your cake and eat it, too, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're going to let out some bad things as well. Mm-hmm. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, or some kind of bullshit. Like that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Never heard that before. <laughs> it's been a minute. I don't quite know how it applies here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's good for one thing is good for another, right? So like, yeah. like, like, yeah, whatever. I'm not gonna try to explain that no, shit. No, no, I don't. So what's the deal with this guy that was handing out the free heroin? He, he was intentionally trying to kill people, apparently. Shit was cut with some kind of nasty, nasty crap. Yeah, I don't even understand why you do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a talk with uh, a a uh, a a friend at one point, or maybe I should say a relative. I had a talk with a relative, a friendlative, a friendlative, and we were discussing the use of Narcan and how. Over a large enough scale, I think we've discussed this on the podcast before. That um, people would just overdose all the time because they yeah, yeah, know yeah. they could be saved by Narcan. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so they would engage just let them in die. potentially risky behavior. Yeah. So they would just they would just die. So this is probably taking it to a, a step further, taking that same ideology and just being proactive with it. You know, if they want if they want to get high so bad, then get them the highest they've ever been and then kill them with it or something like that. Uh, you, you know, whatever the the reasoning might be it doesn't really matter as long as it gets the job done and that job is to eliminate as many people addicted to heroin as possible so what what better way to do it than you know just to just to hand it out for for free i think this goes back to the saying if it sounds too good to be true then it is so uh, just don't take free heroin don't don't mm-hmm. do it absolutely <laughs> <laughs> If someone's handing out free heroin, it's not good heroin. Don't don't take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I would say I would go as far as say that people who are addicted to heroin might not have the best judgment skills. I don't know. I just there there might be some uh might be some de- decision making skills that are not exactly top tier. There's got to be a couple responsible heroin users out there oh yeah yeah i'm I'm sure there are i've definitely known some high functioning ones in the past yeah so it's possible to to live and do it uh and i guess to a relative extent be successful but yeah at a certain point you you get off of all the stigmatized drugs and you start to just take some kind of designer shit and pill form and you're just like crazy high all day while still being super clear-headed or whatever or you're just like in your corner office, just just high off your balls, just <laughs> rolling around in the floor. <laughs> your secretary comes in every once in a while, and and he he's like, "Hey, sir, uh, um, there's somebody here for you. you. You want me to you want me to get that call?" And he's like, "I don't fucking care. I'm rolling around, just enjoying this carpet. So nice." 
This is the nicest carpet I've ever felt in my face. (laughs) Here's a good quote from the article. All of this happened within a block of District 6 police station, and now detectives are trying to figure out if the person offering for heroin is aware people are overdosing. Hello, sir. Sir, um, we have reason to suspect you've been giving out free heroin. And uh, me and the boys were just wanted to know uh, whether or not you were aware people are overdosing on your good shit or not. <laughs> yeah, people are overdosing left and right. You gotta, you gotta warn somebody before you give them free heroin like that, sir. That's that's just risky business. <laughs> You're getting ripped off, dude. Come on. Yeah, you could at Let's... least charge something. Get this guy a fucking NBA. So me and me and the boys at the uh, District 6 police station were saying that if you charged a lot of money for this, uh, people would probably use it more scarcely. But the fact that you're just giving it away willy-nilly makes people just blow it all at once. And uh, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't save it at all. They it's don't like, respect well, I gotta it. I got to do all this now. And then they run back and they get so much more. And, you know, it's just never-ending cycle. Oh, man. But hey, so none of the people died from the overdoses. That's pretty cool. The yeah. video is pretty intense. There yeah. was a there's a bunch of videos in regards to it, and one in particular shows a bunch of guys that are passed out uh, in like a big circle. I guess they were shooting up together and the buddy overdosed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, that was one of the things. Uh, there is this really awesome book, Righteous Dope Fiend, uh, that discusses the niche culture and norms that are associated with groups that are significantly addicted to heroin. Yeah. And the buddy system was one of those things like don't shoot up alone. That was, that was always one of those things. And there was, there was certain, there was a certain reciprocity that always took place. It's like, well, if we don't have enough, then I'll shoot up this time. And next time I'll watch you and you shut up, shoot up and so on and so forth. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, but a fascinating read, nonetheless. <laughs> Check it out, y'all. It's a, it's, it's a feel-good feel good novel. <laughs> Make you feel fantastic about the world that we live in. So we got this good story here. Mexican farmers occupy dam to stop water payments to the United States. So, yeah. um, you know, we could be seeing the beginning of the water wars as uh, mm-hmm. climate change ravages the planet. So that can yeah, be that's fun. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were preventing it from being uh, uh, effectively allowed into the United States, right? So, yeah. So I read this article, and basically the way it's worked up until this point is that in certain regions where there's a lot of water on the border, on the Mexican side, they'll send money – not money – They'll send water up to the United States, and in other regions, the United States will send water down to Mexico, where, according to this article, there's a greater amount of water that's sent down to Mexico than received by the United States from Mexico, but there's also some claims that the amount of water that's supposedly sent to Mexico that the Mexican government uh, ultimately gets charged for hasn't been as much water as the United States claims it is, Uh and... um, Regardless, once again, angry farmers stormed a dam to prevent the water from being sent back to the United States because farmers in that region were being plagued with drought and needed the water for their own farms. 
in Mexico. Ew. Yep. That's gross. So these people are standing up. Yep. Hey, angry. Don't ever underestimate angry farmers. Don't ever underestimate. No. That, that's how shit changes. They also they also feed you, so it's good to respect mm-hmm. angry farmers. And yeah, super super independent, proactive folks that usually have tight knit communities of like minded individuals. So watch the fuck out. Don't and, cross them. And I think from this, I think one woman died. Oh man. How did she die? What happened? I think she got shot with a less than lethal bullet at one of the dams from the uh, Mexican police officers or whoever, whatever security force was guarding the dam. Hey, that makes it like a lethal bullet. Yeah, it's like when a less than lethal bullet kills somebody, maybe it's a lethal bullet then. How about that? (laughs) Maybe it's no longer less than lethal because, you know, someone fucking died. Mm -hmm. But what do I know? Uh, less than lethal bullets. <laughs> they weren't trying to kill her. They were just shooting her a bullets, Tim. Come on. Yeah. Don't that reminds be... me of that guy again today. He was talking about uh, the all the different murder cases that he had been sent to, but the thing that stuck with him most was this situation where a lot of folks in his surrounding jurisdiction were driving without driver's license or just simply had not been issued one or still driving around. So he was instructed to go and pull a bunch of these people over and just get their cars towed. And he came across a lady, single mom, three kids, groceries going home. And he called the sergeant was like, Hey, you know, this lady's just going home. She doesn't have a license, but blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, we don't give a fuck about them. Like tow her fucking car, teach her a lesson. Like, she can't be driving around without a license. He said that that image of the lady with her three kids, with all the groceries surrounding them, like, frantically calling people, trying to find some way to get those groceries home is the thing that sticks with him the most from his from his career as a law enforcement officer. I think he spent, like, a decade doing that, too. So, hmm, that's fucked up. You yeah. think that guy that shot her is going to have the same kind of guilt? Associated with his action. Yeah. Yeah. If every if every if every police officer was like that guy that left the force and felt bad about it and felt the need to tell the public about how shitty police officers are, I mean, maybe we wouldn't have shitty police officers. But I'm assuming there's enough of them that don't feel guilt that (laughs) the institutions are allowed to continue existing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yay, Water Wars. It's going to be so lit, dog. Yeah. Well, people are forced to act very quickly in the instance that such an important physical need is yeah. threatened to be taken away from them. Yeah. Mm. That guy that's, like, standing up to the wall of riot shield gilded police officers and he's got a fucking stick mm-hmm. pretty cool fuck off farmer you can't have this water we got a senate to the united states for reasons for treaties that we wrote back in the 40s mm. mm-hmm. that's like when you find out flint michigan can't have clean water but like nestle has like a spring that they have a treaty that's like written from 
the 40s, not a treaty, but whatever the equivalent is for businesses. Yeah, the 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 rights, water rights, like the the land rights. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're giving away to Nestle for you know pennies on the gallon, and they can just yeah. have unlimited water while uh, the poor people of uh, Flint, Michigan, get to drink lead lead-filled water because their officials uh, don't give a fuck about them. Mm-hmm. In all likelihood, those rights were either taken via subversion or under duress. Nobody's just like, oh, well, here you go. <laughs> or, or, I mean, they, they would have had to have been tricked. Like, in in the most... Giving the benefit of the doubt to all parties involved if you can do such a thing. Uh, maybe they had a shit ton of water all around and they didn't expect any type of drought. The people right. who are setting up, setting up a company that is sizable enough that they need to buy land rights, you know, of that magnitude, mm-hmm. they know that there's a possibility that something like that's going to happen in the future. Oh, it's yeah. the reason why they're getting people to sign on the dotted line with a contract like that. Be like, hey, you sign this dotted line. Oh, but there's enough water for everyone everywhere. Why would ever anyone ever need water? I guess we'll sign yeah. it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Water will this never dude. be an issue. Just give us the fucking rights now so we can say who does and doesn't get water. Yeah. It's like, okay, fine. And then... You know, a hundred years later, boom, boom. Oh, fuck. you signed the dotted line. You signed the dotted line. Therefore, you don't deserve water. Go fuck yourself. Wait, yeah. maybe this isn't a good way to structure society. No, 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 no. You signed the dotted line. <laughs> yeah, it makes me so paranoid. Anytime I ever sign a contract or click yes, I accept the terms and agreement, and I have read it, and yada yada yada. I know that there have been several times, even in recent history, where I've been fucked pretty bad by that. Somebody's come back and been like, hey, you know, it was your responsibility to do this, this, and this, outlining the contract that you signed. I was like, yeah, but a lot of that stuff is, like, either minutia, like, uh, some of it is worded very poorly, some of it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to begin with, like, there's a lot of things Too that... Too bad you signed it, bitch. Yeah, you got you got a legal system behind you with a contract like that, and chances are, if you're a large company, especially, you got a lawyer that helps you write up these contracts to protect your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a problem. Well, too bad. Like, I've got a team of lawyers that's willing to break you. You know, like pop you in the kneecap. You better watch out. You won't go far. So just just sit down and. Uh, and accept your role in society already. Stop trying to fight us. If we want your water and there's not enough water for you, you're just going to have to sit down and take it. Or we're going to take the full force of our, our military agreement here, and we're just going to gun you down. We can gun you down the street. You can hold your sticks all day. We got riot shields and bullets and non-lethal ammunition. It will turn into lethal ammunition. I'm, I'm just glad that Lululemon tries to resist capitalism. Lululemon? Lululemon tries to resist capitalism. What is this about? Did you read this article? No. It's incredible. So, Which which one is this one? I'm trying to find it. I don't know. It's somewhere in there. I can send it again. Let me just see if I can... Boom. Boop. The Guardian. Under fire for promoting resist capitalism event. Wow. Okay. So you Went have... public in 2007. $45 billion. That's big. 
Okay. Yeah, so you have Lululemon, which is a billion-dollar industry of selling casual sportswear to women of $100 plus yoga pants, athletic <laughs> gear, etc. to women to have a resist capitalism campaign, which I'm not even entirely clear as to what that consists of. Wow. But obviously the pitch up front seems pretty uh, hypocritical and unfounded given uh, where the message was coming from. Yeah, resist capitalism, Canadian headquarters, international company. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't even understand... So let me get here's a quote here, but the athleisure manufacturer, which has sold millions of hundred dollar plus leggings, was not banking on a sharp pushback against its five to watch promotion of Kern's decolonizing gender workshop. <laughs> decolonizing gender. You know what? Hey, I don't have a problem with anyone selling hundred dollar plus leggings. I don't have a problem with anyone. Okay, just listen to the whole thing before you get <laughs> I don't have a problem with anyone having $45 billion. Hmm? As long as exploitation wasn't used in the process of acquiring either of those things. If you can acquire that much resource without exploiting anyone, without damaging the ecosystem, without... Uh, neg negatively affecting your society in a very apparent and measurable way, then by all means, like, sell your $100 plus leggings. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with people engaging in uh, in luxury goods as long as other human beings weren't harmed in the result of that. Well, or, read, you know, the, the environment for that matter, or, you know, a good number of other things. Well, but, let me read you another quote from the article. Okay. But young female workers at a factory in Bangladesh making clothing for the label gave detailed accounts of how they struggled to survive on meager wages and face physical violence and regular humiliation at the hands oh. of their managers who called them whores and sluts. So is it is it still okay for Lululemon to have all that money and sell? Oh. Sources clothing from a factory where Bangladeshi female workers claim that they were beaten and physically assaulted. So is it Fuck, dude. So is it still okay? <laughs> Asking for a friend. Hey, was it Bangladesh? I, I'm pretty sure that's not how you spell uh, uh, Anglo-Saxon. So, no, these people aren't... They're not real people, right? Like, they're not white people. So that doesn't count, right? You can exploit right. people as long as they, if they, if they don't have any melon in their skin, you can't exploit them. That's not, that's off limits. Don't well, you fucking dare. So, do you think whether or not Trump or Biden wins, either outcome mm -hmm. will have any outcome on the working conditions of the Bangladeshi uh, factory workers? No, not not a fucking bit. Are you sure? I not, don't know. Okay. Actually, yeah, I think that the only way that it could possibly have a positive effect is if Biden gets elected and he finds that, I don't know, his little his little alien think tank tells him to. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Like we're 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 hiring monarchical administrations. The people that they represent are effectively non-factors. They they're just like wrangled in. At this point, they, they are both mentally decrepit, uh, aged fucks that 
don't really seem to know much about politics or or the world at large, and yet right. all of these people that are pulling the strings behind them, whatever. I, I, I'm uh, suffice it to say, if they find a public speaking point about it that they can twist it in order to make them seem like better people or to strengthen their base. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do it, but it would be because of that. It wouldn't be because they recognize it as being a human rights violation and that they should go after companies that are apparently committing atrocities and evils. Much in the same way that the uh, that America didn't get involved in the Second World War until there was uh, a... Pearl Harbor? Yeah, an, an, an antagonizing situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we the America has never carried. That's never been the business model of the United States, and it's very much a, a, an empire. Uh, so why in the world would we care if any country around the world is committing what is in effect war crimes? Like, h- how is it that you can force someone to work for such a meager salary? Uh, it, you know, if if they could even be compared to that, they're effectively paying them in company bucks at that point, and they're physically and verbally degrading them, and and um, and yet, you know, on the other side of this, you have people that are extracting all of the excess profit, and, and then coming up with some kind of bullshit like, what what do they call it? Resist capitalism? Uh, decolonizing gender. And decolonizing gender. Which to me makes it automatically sound like some random woke shit that it's like we're decolonizing gender while exploiting uh bangladeshi factory women and uh not acknowledging that whatsoever so uh (laughs) okay (laughs) so i think that there was there was an especially intelligent branding agent within this company that approached their manager and was like hey look I found this thing that's like super popular with the young folks right now. I think that we should tell them to resist capitalism. And then the dumbass manager was like, yeah, do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, And bada was... bing, bada boom, we now know about all the evil shit that this company... I never fucking heard of Lululemon or whatever. L- Lululemon? <laughs> you never heard of Lululemon? No, I've seen that. I have seen the symbol before, but I don't ever go in a place like that. Of course you don't. You're not a woman. <laughs> You're not a woman. You don't do that. <laughs> That's what a woman do. (laughs) Seriously, though, I don't think they sell anything for men. The, uh, yeah, I don't know. I knew a guy that used to work for Lululemon, and, like, basically, it's just, like, a bunch of, like, yoga pants and stuff that's, like, made to squish women's butts in a way to make them look good. And so women are like, this, I like (laughs) these, I like these yoga pants. They, like, make my butt look more buddy than it normally looks. More buddy. <laughs> but um, nobody can yeah. have more butt than me. Yeah, but that's that's from my perspective of someone that I knew that used to work there. This isn't my perspective. This is me recounting what someone else told me. So that could be true and or false. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just feel like um, I mean I mean this story just kind of reminds me of the girl power shirts that were made for the UK feminist group that were also getting the girl power shirts made in uh, Bangladeshi factories with shit wages and mm-hmm. um, women treated like literal heart garbage um, despite mm-hmm. the shirts selling for $40 a pop. And um, 
I don't know. I just can't. I just can't take any of this shit seriously. I just, um, you know, there's a lot of people that want to preach a lot of superiority because they are part of, I don't know, some virtue singling, mm-hmm. air quotes, feminist group mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. While at the same time still exploiting people and, um, I don't know, virtue signaling trash people. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's certainly um, certainly an effective brand maneuver. I But the, the fucking resist capitalism thing. <laughs> like, it's just, it, it, like, it seems like directly counterintuitive. It, like, it's, it's basically like somebody having the gall to say like don't shop here made with made with uh, abused bangladeshi women's labor or something like that yeah it's like man that's that's really bold on my bot t-shirt <laughs> yeah it's uh, like they're hoping people don't scratch below the surface mhm don't scratch below the surface but it would take like a, just a it's just a fucking idiot. Like, I'm I'm glad that they're doing this. I really am fucking glad that they're doing this. Because at the very least, I mean, hey, their brand might perpetuate, but their brand's probably going to perpetuate anyways. I mean, like, what was, like, making $100 plus leggings? And yeah. if you, you've heard of Lululemon, they're probably a successful Lululemon. business. Lululemon. Lululemon. You've heard of them. <laughs> they're probably going to stick around. At the very least, maybe some person who believes them to maybe their virtue signaling, whatever it is, maybe they'll put on the shirt, and maybe it'll be a, a proliferation of a message. Maybe you'll have more people go and dig through the annals of of bread tube, or or uh, they'll, they'll they'll pick up uh, uh, Marx or Kropotkin, and and they'll. I don't know, change some of their ideas about the world in general and it'll lead to something better. I don't know. I mean, it it wouldn't be because of a conscious decision that they've made because obviously it would lead to the end of their company. Oh, yeah. At least as they know it. But I I think it's... It might also be just because they recognize that they're in such a a privileged position that they're effectively untouchable. Oh, yeah. I think that's more of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And they can just act like they're on the air quotes good team, right? Yeah. With some decolonizing gender course. Yeah. While still exploiting Bangladeshi women to make their uh, clothing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, no one in the United States personally knows any Bangladeshi sweatshop workers. So it doesn't affect them. So they literally could care less. Mm-mm. Yeah, this is an even worse form of philanthropy. Like, sure, it's a sure it's a good message, um, but all of the things that ultimately had to happen, and all of the atrocities that had to occur in order to produce that message, which is redundant and superficial at best, is you know not even not even close. Not not even close to making up for it. It has not been laundered well enough. Sorry. Try harder. <laughs> Do better. Speaking of forced and unwarranted, how about those uh, mass hysterectomies at the ICE detention centers on the border? 
Holy fuck, man. Why you, am I not seeing these? <laughs> You've been following that? I mean, that's been all over the place. No, man. I, I, I intentionally avoid all media. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm dropping bombshells on you. That's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. Tell, tell me about it. Well, I mean, that, that's... I mean, the title is what it is. So basically, there is some person that blew the whistle on ICE detention centers. Um, I think it was in Georgia, but I could be wrong. I might have to double check. Where, um, whatchamacallit, uh, there was like this one doctor that was working there treating the um, women... Um, that were in the detention center trying to, you know, come to the United States, yada, 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 yada. And uh, it was noticed that basically every woman that he treated had a hysterectomy. And it was just like, there's no statistical way this is possible that every person this person sees needs a hysterectomy. Like that, that is uh, unfathomable. Mm. Yeah. Which is bad, but at the same time, this is also the same podcast where we talk about eugenics in the United States and the fact that it wasn't until 1970 that the uh, Supreme Court ruled that um, forced sterilizations were illegal. And uh, even though that was the case, um, I've got a statistic here saying that between 1997 and 2010, 1,400 women in California prisons were given unwanted sterilizations. Yeah. So That's it's still it's still happening post 1970s. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess we shouldn't be too surprised that it's still happening in 2020. Not that we shouldn't be upset by it, and that not that we shouldn't um, be enraged and try to stop it, but. Um, given the uh, direction the uh, United States government has been going in for the past forever. Uh, it's in line with everything we've done previous generations. Mm. Hey, do you trust Snopes? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, no. In general, I mean, like, I take everything they say with a grain of salt. I don't just say, like, Snopes said it, therefore it's true. They've, oh, yeah. They've that, been wrong a, before. No, no. Mm-hmm. That's that's a no-no with any source, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was I was trying to figure out whether or not these allegations were, you know, a, you know, a shade of of true, and I mean, it, it seems like they have some some. There's reason to believe that it is is actually happening to the degree that that the, oh, what, the sources that you've provided it. Yeah. Have, oh yeah. I mean, I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing that caught my eye at the at the beginning of this this little article, as governments fight the COVID nineteen pandemic, Snopes is fighting an air quotes infodemic of rumors and misinformation. It's like a little like disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Please follow the CDC or WHO for guidance on protecting your community from the disease. It's fascinating. I don't know. I've found things where Snopes has been wrong before. So, but. Yeah. What, what like, uh, this little tag on the side, did Hitler invent the inflatable sex doll? 
No, that's mm, not the one that I read. False. <laughs> <laughs> Seems accurate, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's meant to, meant to prevent people from procreating. Well, like, I just know, I can't remember if it was Snopes. It might not even been Snopes. It might have been, because I think... I can't remember what the Washington Post. One of these fucking outlets does like the Pinocchios, whatever. And there was one time Bernie Sanders was doing what like said some statistic like saying like the top, you know, I don't know, 10 percent of the United States, you know, wealthiest people owns more than the bottom 50 percent or something like that. Like there's some like matter of fact, just statistic that you could just be like. Yeah, duh, that's right. Mm -hmm. And then the article went on to Nuance Troll and said, well, actually, if you look at the assets of the bottom 50%, in reality, the bottom 50% holds more debt than it does actual assets. So in that case... The statistical claim by Bernie Sanders is incorrect. And it's like, whoa, 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 no, no, we, whoa, 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 whoa. If anything, <laughs> what he said is even more correct, and it should be an even bigger percentage, you stupid dickwads. Yep. Like, don't fucking nuance troll this shit. So anyways, I've seen them do that kind of shit before. Yeah, they, they nitpick and exactly. try they... to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Exactly. Well, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't objectively just go. Oh well, Snopes said it was right, therefore it's right. You know. Mm -hmm. Lame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. What do you What do you do? What do you do about that? What do you What do you do? About I don't know, that, Jimmy. I don't know. The fact that we're reading about these forced hysterectomies, like not that long after we read about the bath riots of El Paso, and them mm -hmm. putting um, Cyclone B on people, mm -hmm. I, I'm just like, it's like. Yeah, it's shocking and it's awful and it's bad. But did we expect any better? Well, no, I mean, if, if anything, it's like, well, if these things keep happening, it's not like we can just like run down there and be like, "Fuck you, ice!" Like, get the get away from them. Like, if if you don't if you don't get away, we have all of these farmers. They're angry farmers and they love people. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they don't like it when you force hysterectomies on people. So get the fuck out of here. Go away. I mean that doesn't that doesn't take away that doesn't take away the hatred though. It doesn't take away the hatred that those people have for other ethnicities, which is where I assume ICE gets its participants to begin with. It's where yeah. I assume a lot of police officers get their participants because they believe that there's this there's this this misjudgment of human nature that individuals that are participating in ICE or in law enforcement or in the military need to go out and fix the problems of the world. They need to fix the bad, fix the yeah. evil people. And unfortunately, they typically do it by invading their personal space or bodily sovereignty up to killing them, which is you know, frequent, common. So how do we interact with people like that apart from put me on a list, just killing them? Like if, if we fall short of that, then they're bolstered, they're bolstered. They, they, 
they can fall back on communities that have not been successfully infiltrated by alternative ideologies that yep. would prove to them on an, on an um in an intrinsic basis that what they believe is not correct is not right is not ethical i'm not sure how to answer that but i think the onion knows how they answer um the hysterectomy issue uh they have an article that was posted yesterday and the article title is shocked americans never thought they'd see forced sterilization of minorities happen here again and again and again <laughs> and the article kind of goes through the uh, historical uh systematic uh sterilization of uh native indigenous and uh, minority populations uh, throughout history including um, a third of all women in puerto rico 40 percent of all native american women tens of thousands of impoverished black women across america south and mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah 64,000 non-white women that were sterilized against their will between 1907 and 1963 yeah. thousands more that occurred throughout the 70s so oh, um man. yeah Obviously, you know, if we get rid of Trump, this will never, ever happen again. I think that's the thrilling. Yep, you're totally right. Well, at the very least, like, these folks will probably go back into hiding. Uh, will they? I mean, I, mean, I just yeah, read the statistic they... that 1,400 women between 1997 and 2010... Mm -hmm. Received four sterilizations in the American prison system. Obama oh, was president during the 08 to 2010 part of that. There was two but, years in there with Obama being president. I think it's because it's institutionalized. I think one of the reasons why we're hearing stories of this nature in particular is because of the uh, the border control issue, right? Which is inherently racially based. When it comes to dehumanizing members of our incarcerated populations, they've been dehumanized for, I mean, effectively millennia. I mean, not not that not that races that are not part of the in group haven't been, but racism in the United States uh, is something that I feel like at least in our lifetime was pushed under the rug to a substantial degree in comparison to 2015 or so. When a good many of these groups that were in hiding that felt disenfranchised in accordance with their hateful points of view maintained this social glue that allowed them to once again burst forth into the public eye and claim that they had legitimate ideas and that all of these SJWs and virtue signalers were pushing them out of public arenas despite the fact that they had a legitimate claim to hate others or to spout bullshit, but it, it became this kind of martyrdom complex that only an administration like this it's it's not it's not neoconservative. I'm sure there'll be a word that's associated with it in the next decade or so. This this, this Trumpian kind of like uh, an outsider comes in. It's I mean he's like he's like a Wild West guy, right? Like he's he's a Wild West sheriff that goes into Washington and he's fixing Washington with his guns and his his 
is uncouth behavior. <laughs> I mean, that's what his base would like to believe. Yeah, that's that's effectively how they would see this guy, right? He's he's instilling uh, a hope in these folks that their bullshit ideologies are relevant again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Every time I ever see someone like interviewed that's like a hardcore Trump supporter of like why to support Trump, like they 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 have a hard time coming up with actual reasons of why they like him as opposed to the, the feeling they get in their pee-pee the whenever feeling. they hear him talk. But it's a little wee-wee, goes a little tingle. Ooh. But the, I don't know, I mean, I feel like the only reason why the uh, the um, whistleblowers at the ICE detention centers with the, the forced mm-hmm. arrest, hysterectomies are being, mm-hmm. uh, are going viral is because it's an easy dunk on trump before the general election i mean yeah um obama deported more hispanic people than every other previous president combined right and that Mm -hmm. wasn't highlighted solely for the reason that it wasn't a good dunk on republicans because republicans would have eaten that shit up right but now it's not a dunk now, now it's 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 good. It's a good thing now. Like if you if you tell mass po- you know mass population, uh, uh, Latinas are being, uh, you know forced into forced steril forced sterilization is going on at the border right now. There's actually a a populace in the United States now that's like yeah fuck yeah, awesome Trump's right. doing that. Trump's doing what he wanted. Like, hey, might not have a physical wall up, but God damn got it, a birth he wall. is. He's got that birth wall. He's got that yeah. sterilization wall. So we ain't getting right. any more new DACA babies. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's part of what I'm getting at is that. Okay. So when Obama deported more Mexican people than every other previous presidency combined, the Democrats mm. obviously didn't highlight that. Because that would have been opposition to how progressive and awesome Obama was, right? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Republicans didn't highlight that because that would have ruined their their what they have been propagandizing that you know Obama was a Muslim Marxist from Kenya, right? If they mm-hmm. said that he was actually as conservative as the rest of them, that didn't that wouldn't benefit them in trying to defeat him in a general election mm-hmm. so it was kind of just swept under the rug by both parties you know what i'm saying yeah like no one no one is aware of this fact like no one talks about the fact that obama took us from two wars to seven right yeah like no one talks about this shit because from the democrat side that doesn't make him seem like a progressive cool person and from the republican side that want to make him look like a pussy right like to say that he was actually a warmongering freak, like that doesn't help them and their base. So it's like so much of like the shit that happened under the the Obama administration was slipped under the rug. Well, in this case, the forced hysterectomy thing can be highlighted by Democrats to say, "See, look, you have to vote for Biden because look at this awful shit that's happening that's been happening for the last forever." Oh, shame. Hey, I needed to, like, 
do my research because I had forgotten which types of conflicts were going on during the Obama administration. So for our listeners out there, that would be um, bombings that occurred in Iraq, Syria, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Libya, Yemen, and Somalia. And actually, a lot of that happened towards the end of his term. Math. Technically, like Iraq and Afghanistan, that that had been going on since. Well, that had uh, already been going on. So that's the pretty, two. Pretty that's the time. two that we already had. Mm-hmm. And he took us to seven, so he gave us five more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five more complex yeah. that we were previously not involved in. Ugh. While while still still receiving a Nobel Peace Prize. And turning <laughs> Libya into a failed state that now has open trading slave markets. When it when Libya was previously the most successful from an economic standpoint country of Africa. Ooh, that doesn't look good. It does not look not, good. Not not a good look. Yeah. It's, it's absolute garbage. Yeah, I have nothing good to say about Obama. Well, I mean, like, Biden is the best president, right? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, opened the Arctic to drilling twice. Um, you can find videos of him claim of him and owning up to the fact that if you actually look at his policies, he uh, if he aligns more closely to a Republican of the '80s than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, he was for the Dakota Access Pipeline until the very end, and then in the last year of his presidency, he put the kibosh on it in such a way that it could very easily be overturned while supporting it the entire time and up until that point. He brags about how uh, we increased our oil production uh, to the highest it had ever been to where we were, we, we were, we were uh, fossil fuel independent. Which, you know, from a, a sustainability standpoint, is uh, trash. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I can say good is is, is the um, Iran nuclear deal. The Iran nuclear deal is like, is like basically it. That's the only good thing I've got. That was good. Uh, I mean, I, I like how lovingly he like he like hugs people like he's very physical he's, he's a physical person that's that's what i like yeah i like how he kisses people <laughs> i like the way biden sniffs hair yeah <laughs> i like how he stumbles over his words like he's a regular person just regular hey joe like hey he has I. a stutter he inspired that one kid sweet you know he didn't have a stutter you know four years ago but he has a stutter now yeah how does so he have a stutter now he's he, he he's always so had a stutter and if you question that you're a russian oh okay i didn't know that yeah you're <laughs> i'm a checking that for snopes yep i'm a russian how about that you're a russian <laughs> if you question biden's stutter how about that <laughs> no there's this really awful heartwarming video of this kid with braces that can't be more than 11 years old. That's like, ha, 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 hi. My name is Tyler, and 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 I uh, have a stutter. 
and it wasn't until I saw Joe Biden uh, with his stutter that I realized that I, too, could talk and stuff. Good. That's great. It makes me want to shoot myself in the face. Uh... I was like, where did you find this kid? And who the fuck (laughs) told him Joe Biden has a stutter? He hasn't stuttered until the last six minutes. Yeah, it's it's only until that was not a thing that he started stuttering. That was not a thing. That's a new mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, he's all nervous because he recognizes he doesn't have a real platform, and yeah. that people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, well, this is a super easy win." Like Donald Trump's a fucking idiot. You just gotta have some kind of legitimate platform to stand on. And you've got. And there was uh, some place where uh, Kamala Harris like referred to the administration as the Harris administration already. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Oh, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. She's she's already thinking ahead. She's thinking ahead, dude. She's like, this, this motherfucker can't last. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, I was like, I didn't earn a single fucking delegate during the primary because no one fucking likes me, and I'm still going to get to be president. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh... <sighs> I mean, he's he is pretty old. He might just... Uh, Dude, might, literally. Might just take the bucket. Like... like Fucking Trump could die of a fucking heart attack any second. The mm-hmm. dude fully admits to just like chugging diet cokes and, and eating McDonald's all day. Like that's his workout. Makes him. It's personable. I mean, that it, it, it makes him relatable. That's a great thing. Yeah. Oh, diet cokes. I mean, that's that's pretty American. They're like, oh, I still want my coke, but I want it to to destroy my brain instead of make me fat. <laughs> Yeah. It's so sad. <laughs> it's awful. And I'm so yeah. glad I don't watch any of that shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't. It rot your brain out. It's bad for you. Like, candy's bad for your teeth. Yeah. And, and it does kind of give you a rush. Uh, you know, when you when you see it immediately, you're like, oh, dogs! How, how, how could this be happening? Yeah. We, we, have to, we have to do something about it. We have to take action and that's when a commercial pops up and they're like exactly yeah hey you want to buy more coca-cola it's got sugar in it (laughs) yeah (laughs) why as a matter of fact i do want to drink a coca-cola thank you for asking but make it a diet coca-cola make it a double (laughs) to get a double coca-cola Give me one of them big old 24-ounce bottles of Coca-Cola. I want the Mexican cola in the glass bottle with the real sugar. Oh, yeah. Aren't those, like, super sugary? Like, it's got extra sugar? The real sugar! The real sugar! Oh, where's the real sugar? (laughs) Put another corn syrup bullshit. Just directly into my vein. (laughs) Just, like, main drain, man. Just... The demo rats can't make me drink the corn syrup no more. <laughs> Did you just say demo rats? The demo rats! Demo rats! 
demo rats, demo craps, crapo, crapo, <laughs> crapitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crapitalism. <laughs> 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 I have to take a capitalism right now if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me while I go see the capitalism room. Yeah. <laughs> the little capitalism room. Oh man. Is that it? Are we done? Thank you for listening to us at Cynic Empowerment. <laughs> you can email us by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment and send us a message. Or you can tweet at us on the Twitter at CynicEmpowerMe1. We would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. And if you're listening to us through any listening apps out there, please like and review the show. It means a lot to us and it helps other people find us. Yeah. Uh, helps other people find us like you would find the United States in perhaps Iraq, Syria, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Libya, Yemen, or Somalia. (laughs) 